try to like call people by their name and she'll go through like five or six different names before oh, hitting yeah. my actual name. Oh, that's parent stuff. Oh, yeah. That's you, just parent stuff. You have stuff. to go through like ah. the entire like the entire family. Yeah. You know, Aaron gets called Alex. Alex is called Aaron. Amy yeah. can call Alex. Larry, Don, Doug, you. Boy. Yeah. You with the penis. Yeah, they were keeping One take, bitches. What's up to our sidekicks and henchmen out there in the Geek Nation? You're listening to Gutter Talk. Gutter Talk. Yeah. We're here at 4456 Main Street in Maniac. Pennsylvania. Philadelphia. Yeah. Uh, I'm Johnny the Strug Doe, the one effing up in your ear holes. I apologize. With me this week is. Yo, why don't you holler at your boy? This is the Len, a.k.a. Okay. Bat Tribble. And? What's good? Your man, our son, the voice of reason, a.k.a. Super Triple, the ran of steel. I don't know what you're laughing at. We're off to a really good start. We're doing great. Um, so, gentlemen, what are we going to discuss this week? Thank. Oh, by the way, uh, for everyone who uh, got to witness some of the shenanigans that was going on here last week on the Instagram. Oh, yeah. Thank you. You get to see what I get to put up with. Uh, what are we doing today? Maybe, real quick, I, I yeah. have to I have to throw some love to Ariel at Amalgam because y'all got a variant cover. Yeah, and it's so gorgeous. Yeah, man, Elizabeth Torque. Shout out to Elizabeth Torque. Uh, she did work, man. Uh, so the the variant cover for Iron Man number one comes out uh, November. Invincible Iron Man, right? Yeah, Invincible yeah. Iron Man number one comes out November 9th, and it's beautiful. So good. You know, so we had a choice of artists, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we had Larry Stroman. How, how did this come out? Like uh, Marvel process. got in touch with us. They uh, sent us an email, and you know Ariel. They sent it to her. She forwarded it to me. It was like, should we do this? And I'm looking at it. And I'm looking at how many they wanted us to do. And I was like, no. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. That's going to cost us a million dollars. And then I was like, well, maybe we should. Maybe we should try and work this out. So I talked to a couple guys at Marvel. Talked to a couple people at Diamond about like spreading out the cost a little bit. And we worked it out. Nice. And so I reached out. Uh, they reached out to us, gave us a choice of artists. Uh, uh, so he said Larry Stroman was available. Okay. Uh, he said J.G. Jones was available. And I love J.G. He's stuff. so good. I love his stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And, and he he's said, local right here. Yeah, Philly. and he's local. And they said Elizabeth Torque was available. I was like, Elizabeth Torque, I know that name. Is Torque, uh, is she local too? I don't think no, so. But I looked so. her up, mm-hmm. and her stuff is gorgeous. gorgeous. It, and I think it just fit. Mm-hmm. You know what I yeah. mean? You've got a female protagonist. You got a female store owner. Let's uh, let's have a female artist. Let's yeah. and it, man, that thing is gorgeous. She killed it. Yeah, she did a, a fantastic job. So yeah. you know, we're really I, excited about. It's that. It's funny. Huh. I was I was a little butthurt. I was like, oh man, Marvel never reached out to me. But then this morning, I actually got an email from Marvel, uh, but all it said was no. <laughs> I don't even know in reference to what. So that was just <laughs> it just, said no. just said no. Before you get any ideas, yeah. Yeah, yeah, subject yeah, yeah. high priority field now. <laughs> So. Damn. I bet they, they probably said that out to like all the other comic books yeah. <laughs> in Philadelphia. Yeah. Before y'all get any bright ideas, 
No. no. <laughs> because, you know, hey, I, lo- I love the Hero Complex. I love my man JD. I love my man Tim doing mad work at the Comic Comic Zen. Zen. I love mm-hmm. it all. I love my man Joe at Atomic, at Atomic Comics down on, on South oh, yeah. Street. I love, I love you all. I grew up on Fat Jacks. But in the world of comic book retail... In Philadelphia, there is only one rock star, and that That's is true. That is yeah. Arielle Johnson. Yeah, she's and doing her thing. Mad love and to the amount, and we're trouble. really proud of her. By the way, uh, hold. I'm, really I'm, I'm going to buy one of those too. I want one. Yeah, I got yeah, you. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> yeah. uh, um. We would be remiss as a podcast that talks mm. about the comic book world and the comic book field without uh, acknowledging the passing of one of the um, one of the modern masters yeah. of the genre, Steve Dillon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Workhorse, man. Yeah. He got it done over and over and over again. Yeah. He brought to life one of my all-time pieces of favorite fiction in the world, uh, Preacher. Yeah. yeah which dude. is just, it hit me on such an emotional level. There's a lot of shenanigans in there and everything, but... The emotional beats in that book hit me on such a level that it's just one of my favorite things on the planet. Mm-hmm. And Steve Dillon brought that to life uh, with Garth Ennis. So uh, it was, yeah, I couldn't believe it. It was just all of a sudden he was gone. Yeah. Crazy. The cool thing about his, his well, the thing I like about Steve Dillon's work uh, the most is his eyes. Uh-huh. They're very, very expressive. And yeah. it's like, you know, you can tell like the the mood that somebody has like if somebody's upset they're really squinty and his big like really excited eyes you know that's the kind of thing that that'll stay with you yeah um and so for yeah i saw that i was like really you know what me in 2016, 2016 i'm about to see ways. this fool on the street <laughs> this is not cool at all and that was uh yeah that was a mess the um he's one of those one of the few artists Kevin McGuire being another one that comes comes to mind that if, if it, it's a page of panels of just people talking back mm-hmm. and forth, I'm still invested in it because of how expressive he is with his facial uh, features. Sometimes the people look a little little wonky, but I even kind of like that. There's almost mm-hmm. like a, uh, um, a very, I guess maybe it's because of the whole preacher thing, but there's a, a like almost like a little gothic look to his uh, to the stuff that he's doing. Mm-hmm. I really appreciate it. Really he's like also it. well. He's also one of those dudes who they have a style, and yes. that that they have a template, and then that template just it goes on to every project they have. So, like, if you were to draw Peter Parker, he might look a little something like Jesse, um, a little bit, a true. little bit. You know, what I mean, or sure, like sure, the sure. Punisher. Yes, will look definitely like a character. He's, he's got a very yeah. you know template, kind of like Michael Turner. A lot of the greats still have a template, you know, a style. Um, and so, but it's kind of one of those things where every time I see it. I feel like I get to, I snuggle in a little bit. I'm like, oh, this is kind of homey. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's you know, a pleasant you, you know what his style feeling. reminds me now that I'm thinking about it even more so? Hmm. And maybe you you may not see it. A little Dave Givens. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. That's, when that's, I, no that's what I, I see. Even, I never put that together, but as soon as you said it, it clicked. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I see. So um, I, I like him better than Dave Givens. You do? Uh-huh. Maybe it's, maybe it's just. That might be my emotional connection to the work. To the, to the preacher. Yeah, because I don't think I've ever emotionally connected to a Dave Gibbons. I, I have. Um, Watchmen, I thought, was amazing, but it didn't hit me in my heart the same way that certain things do. 
I'm trying to think. Now you've got me thinking. I don't know. But speaking about Steve Dillon, uh, quick quick plug. My my other show, Michelle Mission, we're doing a screening of Abby, the Black the Black Exorcist, uh-huh. this Friday. If so, if you're in town here in Philadelphia, um, Friday, October 28th, at 9 p.m. at Amalgam Comics, and we are going to we're recording this a live podcast, mm-hmm. and then we're going to screen the movie. We're going to have like these very special uh, punches. One punch is called a black punch, and they're all alcoholic. Mm-hmm. One is called black punch, and one is called uh, melted witch. Okay, it looks really eerie. But we're going to have some fun with the audience, and we're going to give away the um, a hardback of the preacher number one. You know, in, in honor of Steve Dillon passing away. Oh. Yeah. When is this again? Uh, this Friday, October 28th. Friday, October. I'm going to be at a party. Damn it, a Halloween party. I was, I was getting ready to, I was packing my bags. I was going to go to this. It sounds awesome. <laughs> so, cool. what's it called? Abby the Black Exorcist? Yes, Abby the Black Exorcist from 1974. So, it's not actually called Abby the Black Exorcist. No, it, it's when just it, when Abby, it, which happens to be, hey, this is the Black Exorcist, if you're interested. Actually, when it was released, it was released as Abby the, the Black, Black Exorcist. Oh, uh, a week later, it was pulled from the theaters because <laughs> of the people that did the Exorcist. Yeah. They said, get this the fuck out of here. <laughs> That's uh, awesome. And that movie, <laughs> movie summarily has never been released out on, like, really, really released uh-huh. on DVD. Like, the, the DVD that we have is like like this like jack laid print mm-hmm. that they put out like a few years ago it's like it's never been like put on dvd or blu-ray or anything mm-hmm. like that because th- they're like no you can't put that shit on. and plus it's it's a weird a couple years later uh space battles the black star wars came out and that also got pulled Really? No, <laughs> no he's joking. <laughs> it took, I, he paused me for a second. I was like, what? I sure did. I'm, I'm like <laughs> thinking, like, was Rodney <laughs> Allen Rippy in a movie that I remember? <laughs> Rodney the Black Rocky. Um, so you've seen this movie. Is it is it like so bad it's good or is it yes. genuinely good? No, it's oh, okay. so bad. It's it's so bad it's good. It's weird because the woman gets she gets uh, possessed and. But her possession means that she has to have sex with everybody. Um, oh. uh, William Marshall, the man that starred in the Blackula series as Blackula himself, he's in this movie. Uh, it's it's an insane piece of cinema. Um, but it sounds it, rad. Yeah, we look at, we're looking forward to it. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. But sounds like you're going to need your punch to be alcoholic. It's going to be alcoholic. Yeah. Yes, yeah. it's going to be it's going to be insane. Very nice. Well, that's awesome. Uh, I wish I could go to that. Maybe I'll drag the party to you guys. Please do. It's free. This place is dead anyway. Walking Dead. There we go. The Walking Dead this past Sunday, which was the, the season AMC 7 TV premiere. Yeah. Yes. Season 7 premiere, which picked up where it left off from last week, last year, excuse me. Um, with uh, Negan or Negan or however you I say. said Negan. I say Negan. Negan. The black Negan. Let's call the whole thing off. The, um, he, we finally find out who, who bites the bullet. Right. Cause yeah. I, all right. So I'm, I'm two, have two seasons behind. Oh Jesus. So they, the, what I just watched was they ate the tainted leg, right? The bad guys ate the tainted leg. Yes. And then the good guys. Tainted meat. Tainted meat. Uh, they they uh, meet them up in the church, mm-hmm. and then they summarily slaughter all of the bad guys. Yes, Rick and his crew. Which yeah. is horrible. But it was uh, awesome. So, but amazing. So that's where I'm at. Yes. So 
And at that point, Rick is like kind of like feeling that's one of those points where Rick is coming, he's really starting to feel his powers. Mm -hmm. And then all through that following season that you're gonna read, Rick just Rick just becomes Uber Rick. Yeah. He is just like he is like Rick the man. Mm -hmm. Like, don't give the fuck. Oh, I did see something after that. He runs a dude over. The dude's running away. He's handcuffed. Rick hits him with a car yes. from behind and then shoots him in the head. Yes. And I start to go, oh, so Rick's becoming a bad guy now. Well, he's not a bad guy. because the dude had guy. It, The guy had it coming. No, he had it coming. He could have stopped straight that dude without was, hitting him with a vehicle and shooting him in the face. He was straight out of Chicago. He had it coming. Apparently but, not. Yeah. No, he had it coming. All right, so now, all right, so last, the end of last season, we saw Negan show up. And we get a POV of him beating somebody. Yes. But no, nobody knew why. And I want to. Well, nobody knew who. I mean, I'm sorry, not no why, but who. Thank you. And so everyone came into my shop, ranting and raving and bitching and hollering. What a terrible uh, season finale that is. To me, that sounds like an amazing season finale. It was amazing. That sounds like exactly the kind of season finale you want to have at the end of your season mm -hmm. where everyone's up in arms. Everyone wants to know what happened. Exactly. You, you're damn sure they're going to come back for the next episode. That's Must the, see television. That's the purpose of a, of a cliffhanger. To keep everyone. you dangling off the cliff. Yeah. And you were dangling. So and go ahead. So this one opens up. So this one opens up. And you don't find out right away. But within the first 10, 15 minutes, you find out. Barry has altered the timeline. No. <laughs> oh, wait, no. That um, that it was in fact. Do you mind me spoiling? I already knew it was in I fact Abraham. What? No. Yes, it was Abraham who he was whacking the hell out of at the oh. end of last episode. Okay, damn it, that was a spoiler. I didn't know that. No, I'm sorry. What you said? Because well, listen, on on Facebook, people decide that f everyone else in the B. Because I'm going to post pictures of spoilers. Right. Which, to me, sucks. Uh, and then I had seen someone had taken a picture with the actor who plays Glenn. And it Steve said, Yoon. R.I.P. Glenn. So I was like, oh, I guess Glenn died. Yes. So, okay, that was Abraham. Abraham gets whacked. He, I mean, he gets whacked. And he looks up at, the, at Negan and he says, fuck my balls. No, my nuts. Suck oh. my nuts. At, at which point, Negan... Uh, continues to going a whacking oh. <laughs> with Lucille. Now, Lucille, for those those who are listening, don't know, is a baseball bat with barbed wires triple wrapped around the end. Stole that and, from Wu Tang, man. And he is <laughs> whacking the hell exactly. out of Abraham. And he so he kills Abraham. He, Abraham is a bloody mess mm. at his feet. And everybody is bawling and crying and everything like this. Oh my God! Oh my God! And 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 Negan starts monologuing, which if Game of Thrones is taught us everything, do not monologue in the nine o'clock hour. Because no sooner does he monologue than Daryl jumps up and sucker punches Negan. Negan's bulls grip up the um, Daryl, and they're and Negan's like, "Whoa! I like the sass in that boy." Yeah. Uh, I like that. Yeah, we're going to have to fight that boy. Go ahead and take him over there. So they pulled um, him Darryl. over there, right? So Negan, he starts monologuing a little bit, and he's like, huh, but I told y'all we cannot have that type of stuff because I will shut that shit down. So back to it. At which point, he molly wops the fuck out of Glenn. <laughs> molly wops. 
And he, and when I say. That's old man shit right there. That's amazing. <laughs> Mo- no, we need to take a minute <laughs> to respect your use of the word mollywop so casually. That's fantastic. Go ahead. Dude, he, he takes Glenn to the 450 yard line, like, uh, bow, upside his head. At which point... Is Maggie still around? Maggie is there bawling oh. her eyes out. Oh, it hurts. Out, bawling her eyes out. But at the point after he hits Glenn, Glenn literally turns into a Charles Atler picture because his eye is hanging out. There's a dent in his head with blood protruding from his mouth, and you can literally see the 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 garbled word bubbles just going, <laughs> you know, translate, man, yeah, I love you. Yeah. At which point, then Negan just, bow, 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 bow. Stop bowing. <laughs> Thank you. That's better. Cut to silhouette. Of, I do. Is I, this just a whole episode? It's just this. I I swear it may. Slatter. I swear it came back from a commercial break. <laughs> <laughs> then Negan, shout out to Jeffrey Dean Morgan. If, uh. if if this if this episode don't get this man an Emmy, I don't know what will. After the last, he goes in full Ric Flair. Whoa! Ah. Dangling bat. He's flicking the blood off the bat, some of which then splatters on Rick's face. Ah, come on. And then you see in the silhouette him dangling the bat with skin just like stuck in the teeth of the barbed wire. And then he goes up to to Rick. Wipes his back on his jacket. Oh, <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! It was so funny. I say all this to say <laughs> the part that I what I thought was really cool. I mean, because the whole thing is just is just it was just cool. Because Rick just totally gets broke. Like he is he is bad ass Rick no more. He oh. is he is just he is just sad ass Rick. He is just like. <laughs> I mean, you, you've got to see the episode because there's more. I mean, oh, my God. He, he gets in this world. But I said all this has to say. Remember when I said there's a scene that is literally pulled out of, like, it's Charles Adler. Charles Adler is the artist of The Walking Dead. Oh, Charlie Adlard. Is that yeah. what you said? Yeah. Okay. I was like, I don't know who that artist. What is he talking about? I all said right, Charles. Yeah. It's Charlie. It's Charlie, Charlie Adlard. Adlard. Right. Yeah. I was curious because uh, it, it was it was eerie like how much it was like just like that picture from, from and that scene. I remember when issue 100 hit shelves I was working at the shop I was eating my lunch I'm going to sit down I'm going to eat the I don't know chow mein I'm going to read this new issue of Walking Dead it's going to be great and I literally it was so brutal so violent and disgusting that I got sick to my stomach and I had to stop eating my food I read that book and that when was it just came. A comic. I read that trade because you know I buy it in a trade. I read yeah, it. Yeah. I saw it. I processed it, and every time because I reread the books every because every time I buy a trade, I I gotta catch up. Yeah. And I'll go back and read it, mm-hmm. and I just skip over those pages. Yeah. I don't need. I don't need to see that anymore. I know That's why. a nightmare. I've done that. That actually makes me nervous. My my reaction to the comic book was so visceral, and Charlie Adlard's art was so horrible 
that I'm nervous to watch this episode now. It, it's it's. And everyone's complaining about it. Well, not every. I guess yeah. A lot of people are complaining about it. Are they complaining about the brutality of it? Yes. I and mean, how, it's it's brutal. Yeah, people are like quitting the show because it was too much. But dude, this like you know how like the the one thing I've caught on about The Walking Dead when you watch it live is that um, you know when like the violent part on the episode is coming on because when they come out of commercial break, that's when they put the warning saying like. You know, oh. this is like, you know, this is for mature audience and everything like that. That usually means like right after that break, you know, Something some stuff's going to happen. Yeah. I swear, I maybe maybe I'm making this up. I swear on this episode, they said, you know, like, you know, this is rated M.A., you know, for, for mature languages. Fade to black. Come back. No, seriously. Make sure that, you know, send the kids out yeah. of the, because it's about to get real. That's <laughs> I mean, awesome. Because it, it got real. It really got real. Yeah, but anyway, I'm sorry. Back to your point. Back to the back to the thing. I was wondering if there because it was still so cool. So I was wondering about other pieces of, uh, um, of TV movies or television or an animation that have scenes that were so cool that they because they were pulled like literally from the panels. The panels. They actually just did one uh, on the second episode of Supergirl. Oh, nice. Really? Yeah. What, what scene? Um, the fight with Metallo. Kara gets knocked out. And so Clark picks her up. Uh, oh, yeah. Holding her. A picture of that. A la Crisis on Infinite Earth number seven. Nice. Great stuff. And he takes off with her. Fantastic stuff. Now, a lot of people complain about that stuff. Uh, I'll see pictures like that or, or people post on Facebook and they'll get upset that it's too, um, it's pandering to the, the geeks, to the comic fans and all that sort of stuff. And. They'll be like, oh, they're just, they do too much of that. Or, or maybe, for instance, they'll name a character in the movie Frank Miller. Like, oh, Detective Miller. And, mm. you know what I mean? Stuff like that. Um, I'm a sucker for that stuff. Sometimes that it can stuff. be a bit too much. They went nuts on it on the first season of Arrow. Yes. First season of Arrow, everybody's name was a creator name. Even Diggle, who's yeah. still around to this day, is because of uh, Andy Diggle. Yeah, because of Andy Diggle. Um, there was a Judge Nicienza, uh Judge yeah. Nocenti. There was a somebody named Grell. There, they do that all yeah. the time. Which, they, they, because to me, if you don't know who they are, it you, doesn't matter. You don't care. You. Yeah. It's just a name. Yeah, it's just but a little something to, go, to make you get that reference. Yeah, exactly. that's fun. Yeah. That's, so it's it, like that, that was cool panel. You yeah, that was about a good one. Yep, yep, yep. Um, but one that it immediately came to my mind was um, from Three Hundred. Oh. Because 300 is, you know, pulled from the comic book, from the Frank Miller comic book. And there's a scene in 300 where, I forget who it was, but uh, who's the king? Leonidas? Leonidas, yeah. Yeah, he kicks this dude down the well. Yeah. And that's like, uh, that is, had just the same amount of impact in the comic book. Yeah, that's one of the best scenes. It's one of the best scenes in movies. This is Sparta and he kicks him. Oh, man. Yeah, someone made a techno beat out of it. It was pretty good. I can't wait to Sparta kick somebody like that. Yeah. Uh, what's my, all right, so. Your first date. You can't talk about this sort of stuff without talking about Zack Snyder, who directed 300, mm-hmm. and also yeah. Watchmen. Which yeah. Most of that is ripped directly from the panels, except for the end of it. Um, yeah. Which yeah. I thought was great. He did a great job with that. Almost to its own detriment, though, because I think he was a little too beholden to the visuals of it. I think the one scene. Where I think there were two scenes where it worked very well. Mm. One was, and I can't remember which one comes first, so I'll just say. One was the scene with Rorschach 
where he has to break out of that tenement mm-hmm. and he's fighting the cops to get out yeah. of there. Yeah. Like, he, he plays with it a little bit. Some of it's like, you know, it's just uh, uh, scenes made just for the movie. But I thought it played well there. Yeah. And then the whole Dr. Manhattan origin oh, yeah. story, which basically is like pulled from the pages. Straight from the, straight from the book, But yeah. I thought that that was done well because really I thought well, yeah. I thought those pages in the comics had the most cinematic mm-hmm. feel. So I thought that really worked. Um, Randy, do you have a favorite? I'm um, mine is um, from Batman v Superman. Okay. Where um, Batman, Batman comes through the wall Yeah. Oh. with the... The guy's holding the, the M60. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he comes through the wall oh, and grabs yeah. the dude and is holding the M60. Yes. That's my favorite. That was yes. perfect. That, yeah, it was, from that the, was from Dark Knight Returns. Yeah. yeah. That was beautiful. I'm like, oh, wow. Oh, wow. Nicely done. They did that with RoboCop. Yeah. It's the same scene in RoboCop. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got the scanner, so it makes more sense. Mm-hmm. That he could see through the wall. But, yeah, yeah. I, I just yeah, that, that, was, that, was, that was my favorite because... I, like when I saw the whole thing coming together, I was like, "Are they gonna? Is he gonna? Oh, oh, he did it! Thank you very much." Uh, you know what? Even just the bat suit from Dark Knight yeah. Returns. The yeah, it was that was, armor, that bat armor that he wears at the end of DKR. Man, they they nailed that. I thought that was yeah. awesome. Yeah, that's definitely my favorite. There's I, a lot of Batman stuff. Yeah, because I'm thinking of the um, the animated series. When they did that whole vignette thing, where they did one that was based on Dick Sprang's art, mm-hmm. oh yeah, Frank Miller, and you see Batman jump out of that tank Batmobile, and the lightning strike. Yeah, looks like that was very, very. That was a good one. Night. Yeah, that was a yeah, good was one too. Cool. Cool At one. the end of Amazing Spider-Man, when uh, he's zipping through, uh, and at the very end they freeze frame on him, and the web is coming towards them. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, that's Todd McFarlane. Yeah, Todd I, I'm McFarlane almost certain it was a Todd. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So circle behind yeah. him. Yeah. 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 I yeah. think that's what they were pulling from. So yeah. that, that I got chills when I. Yeah. Heard that's that. a. Yeah. That was a good yeah. one. That the, was a good the, one. In I think it, it may be the first Spider-Man. I think there's some swinging scenes that are meant to be reminiscent of the '60s cartoon series oh, as gosh. well. So I think I had to look back. Dude, that was the best. Was it, there was nothing where he was shooting, yeah, no. and he would just clouds. go for miles. They would literally show the webbing going into clouds. Yes. Yeah. During so, so my head, I was like, there's a lot of blimps up there. It's fine. Yes, exactly. Yeah. He just it's like Gotham. He's got, they got blimps. So they just, yeah. He's just hitting random birds. Ah! <laughs> uh, one of my favorite references to that series, though, is in uh, Spider-Verse. Where a bunch of the different Spider-Men are going through the different universes that these Spider-Men inhabit. Mm. And I believe the Ultimate Spider-Man cartoon, Peter Parker, winds up in the 60s. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. And they're swinging around and he goes, he looks around and he goes, why do all your, what does he say? How come all of your skyscrapers only have six windows? (laughs) (laughs) It's crazy. Which I thought was amazing. Yeah, it was great. That was great. Now, I do have one that I think was Pretty good, but there's a couple scenes in Sin City where they tried so hard to match. I think there's one where uh, Dwight is holding a knife to the guy and he's dunking his head in the toilet. Mm -hmm. And he holds the knife to his eye. But you could see that they were holding, you know, he brought the knife to his eye. And then they both just sit there in front of the camera for way too long to be like, oh, yeah, we get it. It's a panel. Right. Yeah. But like 
cut the flow of the action because they're standing there staring at the camera. Yeah, Robert Rodriguez basically said that he used Sin City as like his uh, storyboards. His storyboards. Yeah. Because like the whole fight between um, not Marv, who's the the old cop, Bruce Willis guy. Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis with um, <laughs> Elijah Wood. Yeah. That whole scene mm -hmm. is like pulled straight from the from the comic. Um, Civil War. Oh, with the, the shield. This, yeah, the oh. yeah, with uh, Tony and Cap that last fight. Uh -huh. Where yeah, that one that one was pretty good yeah, too. Yeah, all the rays were. Kind yeah, of like all the that energy. was really good. That yeah. is a good one. Oh, that was a great damn one. It. That so, was a very very good one. I, I'm having trouble. I'm trying to think of other ones. I you know I'm glad there aren't a lot. Um, oh, I just thought of one. Go ahead. From the Flash, when the first time you see him and uh, Jay Garrick. Running to yeah, the wall. yeah, that was, yes, that like was great. That was, that was great. That was, was really, really, really yeah. good. It looks like um, from the cover from back in the sixties. Yeah, yeah, that was that was really great. Cute. That was they very, very cool. In this week's issue of the Flash. Yeah, yeah, I saw that with but the two uh, kid flashes. Yeah, yeah, Flash with, yeah. And kid Flash. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad there aren't a lot. Um, if, if you do it too much, it starts to feel forced. Mm -hmm. The ones that that you that you kind of that jump out at you, they're very natural. You know what I mean, and I, I I don't want it to to I don't want it to have to be in everything. Yeah. You know, I would hate for there to have to be you know something that you recognize in in Guardians of the Galaxy because that team hasn't existed like that in the comics long enough to really have that sort of that sort of moment. Yeah, that you would have to create it. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's, so, that's I, I hear you, but that being said, I still kind of like it because it's another way of. Dropping an Easter egg for yeah 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 yeah, yeah. That's, and what I'm what I mean is that I don't I don't want them to be forced um, there I would there's a couple things I would like to see maybe in Preacher mm -hmm. uh, just a you know a, a moment of the three of them together you know just taking take a picture yeah there's, yeah there's a, I think there was um, either a cover or. Uh, a pinup, yeah. which is basically, oh no, it actually happens in the series, yeah. where they get some dude at a bar to take a picture of take them, a picture of them, and yeah. they all yell arse face instead of cheese. Yeah. Just recreate that, that yeah. Polaroid. That, Who's it? Jesse, Tulip, and um, Cassidy. And Cassidy, Cassidy. Yeah. yeah. That that I need. Yeah. Give me that. That would that'd be very cool. That being meant, I actually, uh, I was going to get a preacher tattoo at some point, but I was going to try and get someone to draw a fan picture, like uh, mm -hmm. some other artist that I like. But now I gotta get a Steve Dillon. Yeah, you have to. Yeah, if you if you're gonna go all out, yeah, get that, get dude. Steve Dillon. But yeah, get that. Like going your back. Yeah, I might get the the Polaroid if I can. Yeah, that would be yeah, that would be cool. awesome. Yeah. That'd be very very cool. That would be pretty dope. That'd be I was pretty... just gonna get the the uh, Zippo. Oh yeah, that would be that would be cool as well. You can get the 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 photo and then have the Zippo lighting it. Ooh, that's a lot of money. Yeah, that is, that is a lot of money. Some money bags over yeah, but here. You, you've got, but bunch. you've got a, like a, a brand new video TV show, don't you? Right? Do. Yes, you do. The faux show. Faux yeah, faux show. show. Yeah. Faux show, faux show, doll. Love Maybe it. And Terry Leahy films. Love it. Film it live here in the store. Thank you for bringing it up. Yeah. Love it. That's going to be debuting in November, right? Yeah, Wednesday. Yeah. Oh, we'll see. We'll see if it gets edited in time. Rock <laughs> 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 Rockstar. We know two rock stars, dog. I know three rock stars because you're a rock star. Everybody, everybody's rock star. Everybody but Lance. Yep. You brought up tattoos. Yeah, all right. Yeah. 
I'm considering another tattoo. Of Herbie Villages? Well, duh. <laughs> that was, he was tattooed on Fantasy Island. Oh, gee. Oh, wow. Nicely done. Ask your Nicely grandparents done. what uh, Fantasy Island was, kids. <laughs> Yo, if they were going to reboot anything, <laughs> give me a new Fantasy Island show. That would be awesome. With Tyrion Lannister. <laughs> give me, yes. No. With Tyrion Lannister. No, no, not Tyrion Lannister. He could be Mr. Rourke. No. Like, imagine Peter Dinklage as Mr. Rourke and him having a real giant maw as a sidekick. That would be his tattoo. No. Yes! No. Anyway, tattoos. Um, I've only ever wanted two, and now I have them. And now I'm like, do I want a third tattoo? Well, what were the two that you wanted? I wanted a Superman symbol and an Ankh. Oh, yeah. And I have them both. And my Ankh, I'm, I love. I love them both. All right. Here's what I love about Randy, our son, the voice of reason. I have a Batman tattoo on my right um, forearm. It's the DKR bat. It's mm-hmm. very specifically that bat. And I'll put on a shirt, and I'll go, I'll look down, and i go, oh, I got a DKR shirt. I got this Batman tattoo. It's too much. It's too much. I got to change my shirt. My man has an Ankh tattoo, yep. an Ankh necklace, yep. a Superman tattoo, a Superman necklace, and what's your jacket? Is that Superman? And it's, and, oh, it's Kingdom Come. Kingdom Come, dude. Coyote oh. Pop, son. Oh, Coyote Pop. Nailed yeah. It. Um, yeah. So I love that you're just like, nah, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to own it. to toe this. Yeah. All day. Yeah. All day. Yeah. I want a new one, but it's got to be something like I've only ever wanted those two things. I'm like. So then do you really want enough? That's the point. Mm. That's the problem. And that's the problem with starting to get tattoos. Exactly. Eventually, it's just like, oh, what else can I get? Yeah. All right. Uh, oh, my kids are telling me to describe the onk. It's uh, it's pretty big, and the arms have my son's names on them. Aww. And then the, the base has my daughter's name. I'm like, do I want another one? And I was thinking maybe Thor's hammer, because I've been a Ooh. Thor guy for a very, very long time. Now, very- is there a Mjolnir... Artist that you would choose. That's that. the question. Because everyone draws a slightly. Do I want to do Walt Simonson's Mjolnir? Because that was the one that hooked me. Mine would be Olivier Coipel, the J. Michael Straczynski Thor. Okay. So All right. His, yeah. So his Mjolnir. His Mjolnir. Yeah, his was a little different. Okay. All right. Um. You know what one I don't like? Ultimate Thor. It's too ornate. Yeah. I didn't like it, but I love it on the cover of Unworthy Thor. Drawn by Olivia Olivia Co- Okay. All right. Yeah. I love yeah. that. Wow. I love that. Yeah. I can't wait to read that book. Yeah. yeah. Or should I get Stormbreaker? Oh. That's that's a deeper cut. That's a deeper cut. Yeah, it is. Stormbreaker. Was that um That was Battery Bill's hammer. Yeah, it was. And yeah. Beta Ray Bill, that was the book. That was one of two books that got me collecting comic. That first issue with Beta Ray Bill in it. And it was Thor like, 337. It was like, a, like a real shiny gold. Like yeah, it was a shiny gold, gold and it was yeah. it had a it had that same sort of axe back handle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's kinda hot. See, see see, hearing that, then I would get that one. Because that one sounds like if you're going to truly get one, yeah, that maybe has more maybe meaning. a good stormbreaker. Okay. It has a story. This is why I, why I brought this up, because I, I, I trust the two of you. You're bright people. And, uh, now, does the Stormbreaker have the same leather strap that Mjolnir has? Because I, I there's something so. about that strap that I love. The handle has leather on it. Uh, no, it has, it has a, a – it it's not wrapped. The leather loop. It's just – it has the loop at the base, yeah. but it's not wrapped like Mjolnir. Okay. Did you read the last like issue it. of Thor, by the way? No, man. I'm so behind. The I origin of Mjolnir. Yeah. 
read it. Yeah. Um, there was something else you wanted he to bring up. was once a little hammer of clay. Mjolnir! <laughs> You should see what Mjolnir can do today. Mjolnir! <laughs> I have no idea what this reference is. Get up is. on your Gumby, son! Oh, yeah! Nice. That, those things freaked me out when I was a kid. Like, I watched it. But there's something Yo, that's so things. weird. What do you do with a little slide? Just yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yo, Gumby was a weird show, man. Weird cat. Oh, Gumby my was God. Drugs? Yeah. Yeah. It, there was a lot of that stuff back in, the, like, the, the late 60s, early 70s yeah. cartoons. Yeah, because like, Gumby... Uh, H.R. Uh, Puffin stuff. stuff. That was, was all nightmare. drugs. That was, that was all drugs. That was nightmare fuel. Yeah, that was man. all drugs. That stuff was like, <laughs> what oh. the hell? The, 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 the entire concept was like, I'm real high, <laughs> and I got all these puppets. What am I going to do? All right, <laughs> uh, we're going to make a kid show. All right, really here we go. enjoy tormenting and horrifying small children. Yeah. Let's make a show that does that. <laughs> but kids loved it. <laughs> Um, so triggers is what I wanted to talk about today because I deal with a lot of people online who are upset about triggers and so on and so forth. For those who don't know, and I didn't know this because this started the first word, the first time I heard the word trigger had to do with novels in schools and people reading novels, uh, in high school or whatever, and needing to be needing to have a trigger warning. And I was like, what is a, tr what do we, huh? So yeah, I did some poking around and triggers for anyone who doesn't know is if you have a negative reaction to something in, in media, mm -hmm. like um, you get anxious, anxiety, mm -hmm. you get. Uh, Ajita. Ajita, yeah. Any sort of thing like that. Some people feel like there should be trigger warnings on these books. Like, oh, the uh, Lord of the Flies. Mm -hmm. Maybe there's a trigger warning in there, and you need to know that there is violence amongst kids in this book. Because, but you're not talking about like um, like ratings, like, and that's what I don't. DVMA that's or I'm like kind that. of on that. I, I do wonder why there aren't ratings for books. There's rating for movies. There's mm -hmm. ratings for albums occasionally. There's ratings for comic books. Yes, there are. Why aren't there ratings for novels? Because with novels. More of it, particularly with the imagery, mm -hmm. is you kind of creating that in your head. Yeah. So the, if I'm reading American Gods and you're reading American Gods, there are parts of that that we're going to see differently, mm -hmm. and you can't rate that. You can't. You can't. You can't mm -hmm. say that something that a book's got violent imagery because there's no images. Yeah, you have you to create that, and you, you can say that there's violence in the content. book. Yeah, yeah. You know, you can call it violent content, but it's hard to. It's hard to, with with print, yeah. it's hard to say how someone's going to create an image of something in their head. Mm -hmm. True, but you can still let people know that, like, because they're very, being very specific now. A lot of uh, w with a lot of the ratings, like uh, a lot of ratings, especially in the movies, will say it's rated R. But instead of saying just under seventeen, they'll say it's under seventeen for explicit language and Nudity. maybe some harm or like you know, smoking yeah, yeah smoking, all kinds of stuff like yeah so yeah. you could in theory yeah. do that with novels saying like you know hey this is just letting you know there's a rape scene in this yeah book. that's you that know, sounds pertinent like that. right like 
people, if you, if you get triggered by rape scenes, yeah. you should definitely have a rating on here. Rated R for sexual assault. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm going to go read this other book then. You know what I mean? So I just, I just wonder why it hasn't been put in place as of yet. But, um, I think the thing I was thinking about, uh, ruminating on, uh, is triggers and the fact that triggers for me are something that are mine. And mm -hmm. if I am triggered by something, I am doing my best to uh, work myself through it as opposed to pushing the onus on the person presenting the whatever the, the book, the movie, whatever it is. Um, so I think a lot of people point fingers because of triggers. They're like, oh, well, it's you need to stop making this thing or you need to stop doing this thing because it because I have a trigger for it. And I, I don't think that that's the way that I think the society should work. No, I don't think that's the way the society society should work, but um, like, just like we just said though, it's maybe not totally out of line in today's culture with as many ratings as we see on everything. It may not necessarily be a trigger warning per se, but to just let people know what they're in for yeah. when they're reading a, a book, I don't think, or, or a piece of media, I don't think that's necessarily out of line. However, if you go to that media and there is no warning, you know, on it or any type of, you know, trigger alert in there, um, and you are made anxious mm -hmm. or, or or feeling some type of way about something that's in there then i think it's incumbent upon you to then maybe start lobbying for such a warning yeah but not to come down on the person for right. writing what they did here's my reaction if i find because i do have triggers there are things over the years as i've grown and experienced more life and things create Ajita for me mm -hmm. uh, and uh, anxiety for me. If I come across that thing, you know what I do? I don't engage in it anymore. Yeah, just walk away from it. I walk away from it. I turn off the television. I put down the book. I go about the rest of my life, and that's the end of it. Right. Well, see, that the problem is um, there are way too many people that aren't capable of that. Yeah. And so their job then now becomes to not only did it affect them in whatever way, they want to make sure that no one is ever affected in that way by that same thing. All right. Okay. That's not a bad idea. Um, but I don't know how, you know. I want to protect others. But to me, it doesn't uh, but it I don't, but that way to me, though. It yeah, it feels yeah, so because altruistic. I don't, yeah, I don't need your protection. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And... I, I get that, and I, you know, I, I, you know, man, you know, I'm all about protecting folks, but there are there are grand things to protect people from. Mm -hmm. um, that stuff that's in your head, I, I feel like if we have to try and protect everybody from the things that are in their own heads, we turn ourselves into a society of pussies. Yep. It it it's it's real. It just gets and then Trump's gonna come along and grab and us grab all by our pussies. And then what? There'll I'm be so many more pussies to grab by little-handed men. Uh, I'm, not, I'm good with that. I'm I'm cool with that. He couldn't even um, wrap his hands around my pussy. Yeah, right. Mine's bulbous. I'm trying to. I'm I'm raising three kids and I'm trying to toughen them up. You know what I mean? It's it's difficult to do. It's difficult to create it to you know to raise a child and protect them. Yeah. 
and then at the same time not want to like stop whining and get the fuck out of here. Yeah, not wanting <laughs> them out in the world to, you know, face the world, especially especially when you're raising a girl. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's just that's a that's a guy thing. I I treat my daughter differently than I than I treat my sons. Mm-hmm. And that's just the, the the nature of of parenting. Of parenting. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, there are things that I, I don't want them exposed to yet, but they're going to see mm-hmm. at some point. And, I, and the hope is that they're going to come to me about it and be like, I saw the craziest thing. What the heck is that? Yeah. As opposed to be like, oh, okay, well, this is either the scariest thing in the world. I want nothing to do with it ever. Or, oh, wow, that was amazing. Holy smokes. I want to see some more of that. That, I, you know, I want to. I, I, we're talking about Walking Dead earlier. Right. And, you know, people were going nuts about that episode of Walking Dead and it's torture porn and I can't watch this anymore. So for six seasons, you've been watching people cut the heads off of each other and zombies and all kinds of stuff and zombies chew people to death. A scene where they literally ate a dude's leg. But the dude getting beat to death with the bat was too much for you. Mm -hmm. Uh, Okay, I mean, like there where is that level? I'm I, I guess the bat. Abuse is just it was that was the, Listen, the cutoff. That bat had nothing to do with anything. It was just a bat. It wanted to play some ball. Yeah, you're right. All of you're a sudden, right. it's got a it's, it's got involved a, it's, it's in your murder in, game. In, yeah. in barbed wire, wearing a crown of thorns, beating people to death. I can. It's 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 sacrilegious. Is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> There's a scene in in Walking Dead, um, which is literally the creepiest image I have ever seen in anything. Mm. Um, I forget what issue it was. Uh, the boy with with no eye. Oh, Car- oh, Carl. Carl. There's a scene in the book where this girl, yep, comes up and licks his eye hole. Yep, his crusty that's eye weird. hole. Yeah, that's weird. If that's a trigger for you, yeah. I don't want to know what's going on in your life that you're have that much reaction to eye holes that you've seen enough eye holes that you're like, oh, I can't see, see that. In that I eye hole. I saw that and that's I went, too- that's gross. But also. I wish someone would lick my eye hole if That's I had love. an eye hole. That, that is love. That that's is very love. love. Yeah. It's very much love, that's love, but it's creepy love. Yeah, that, that's that's <laughs> that, that's a, that's a keeper right there. That, man. Yeah, right. You keep that girl. Man, I go I go into kiss Sushan, and right before we our lips touch, I'll stick my tongue out a little bit, and she'll go ah. Blah, blah, blah. She hates it. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't think she would lick my eye hole. I don't think she would. Exactly. I, my test. We need to have a conversation. My test with Lily Triple is if for whatever reason. In the world, there are no tissues in the world. Okay. And for whatever I don't reason, like where this is going. I have to blow my nose in your hand. Will you let me blow my nose in your hand? In other words, how deep is your love? Right. Our love's not deep. No, nah, it's not that deep. <laughs> it's not that deep. <laughs> I think I would deep. let you blow your nose in my hand before your wife, before Lily would. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> That's also kid stuff. You know what I mean? I, I can't tell you how many times I've just wiped a nose. Ugh. Come here, child. Just give oh. me your face. Dude, See, now, the thing that worries me, me is eventually there will come a day where I can't wipe my own rumpus. And someone's going to have to wipe that for me. Yeah, that's... um. That is not a day in my life I'm looking forward to for anybody involved. As as someone who, who had that day when... Um, and, and, I'm sorry, but it just comes to mind when my, when my father was was uh, 
on his last days. Oh, it wasn't for you. No, no, oh. no, 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 no. <laughs> but like, uh, but no. I had to do that what for my father. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it it's it's a weird feeling, man. One because you know it's your dad. It's like yeah. it's the strongest man in the world that has been laid low. Yeah. And to this point where I, you know, oh. it's um, it's weird. That's some circle life shit, right there. Yeah. Yeah, man, it is dog. But then there are those people just to kind of lighten it up a, a, yeah. a little bit. Yeah. There, there, there are those people that are like, um, I remember reading the story. This guy was like about eight hundred pounds, and he had to have somebody come over and put like toilet paper on like the end of like the plunger or something to yeah. get to get up, in yeah. there to get all yeah. the way up in to the canyon which is his butt crack to reach deep <laughs> see now that's the scene in walking dead where i stop watching <laughs> you can give me the you bat violence somebody with a bat all yeah. day long yeah. <laughs> as soon as i gotta clean a fat man's ass yeah. with a plunger yeah. what else is on tv get to, yeah the butt plunger yeah what else is on tonight <laughs> Wonder if Katie started watching football on. that night. He was like, you know what? It was playing on the Sunday night game tonight. Time for me TV. Yeah, right. Oh, good time. Uh, well, but yeah, but th- this trigger thing. I, yeah. I, oh yeah, right. <laughs> we were having a conversation. Let's go back the, to that. The thing that I that I that I find, like I said, that that scares me the most about it, is that, you know, where does it end? Mm-hmm. There's a uh, 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 I just saw this thing today. A writer on the the Daily Show. His kid got a letter that came home with him from the teacher telling them that they were reading Fahrenheit 451. Oh, and okay. It it was just kind of weird that you have to tell parents that they're reading a book about book burning. Yeah, like what? And and it was a good move on the teacher's part. You know, because there's, like, some limited profanity in the book. Mm-hmm. But uh, the teacher was like, you know what? I don't even want to hear it just in case. And I'm like, what kind of world are we living in that you have to – you need to get permission okay. to teach a book about the dangers of book burning in a yeah. society. Like, that's where it feels like we're going. And it, and it, a lot of it is because we're scared to – upset someone's trigger to yep. set off somebody's trigger and a lot of people's triggers are just dumb shit mm-hmm. like the fact that damn and hell is in a book uh. you're like i can't i well no that look man we there there's going to have to come a point when we kind of recognize that there are things that we're past yeah there's only maybe three words you can't even say on tv anymore maybe because i've heard pussy on tv like over the last two years, like a, I heard it on the news the other day. Like, even like if you're if if like Comedy Central gets away with dick, pussy, and shit on Comedy Central. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. I've heard all three of them. John Stewart said more said dick more times on uh, on the Daily Show than I've heard anywhere. You know what I mean? It's just kind of it's kind of yeah. it's kind of passe. And if that kind of stuff is still getting to you to the point where you need to reach out to the universe on the internet like yo go 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 for a bike ride or something yeah. and the rest of us have kind of moved past that we're well what know. i think is interesting is uh if we had other bigger things to deal with as americans in our lives uh in in this century 
I don't think these things would be as a, con as a concern as they are. Um, we're not running from lions that are trying to eat us. So we have to find other things to be upset about, to, you know, fill our time. So, I mean, on one hand, it's a good thing because it means we're doing all right, that we're just bullshitting about all this crap. Mm -hmm. But um, I just feel like if there was an actual major thing to consider, uh, some sort of disaster or something, I don't think we would be harping on things like this quite as much. No, unless that disaster, you know, had a logo to it. If uh -huh. it, right. if it had a logo to it, then it's oh. real. And um, it must be considered. Mm -hmm. And it must yeah. be stopped. You know, I got a, I got a, uh, some yinglings in my little Han Solo carbonate fridge there. Yes. And I was thinking, it'd be nice to crack open a beer. I'll have a beer real quick. And then I remembered on Facebook today, I guess uh, Johnny Yingling or whatever the hell his name is, was like a big Trump supporter. And I, oh, it really? caused me... Just a moment's hesitation. Man, like, oh. is, is, that, is that the person that I, – I, I didn't even know Yingling was like a family or something. Yeah, it's been yeah. a family for – Pennsylvania. So, so the, the sort of maker of Yinglings, they, they are Trump supporters. Yeah. So does that – So Is the beer any good? I don't drink, so. The, nah, the beer the beer's okay. okay. It's the solid. Okay. It's, one of, it's one of the more better, like, just grab me a Yingling. Yeah. It's, it's a couple levels above PBR. It's a, few so it's, <laughs> it's a few more levels. It's a few more levels above PBR. Is that going to stop you from from drinking? Well, it? I mean, I already bought it. He already exactly. got my money, so I might as well finish off what there, I got. Like. Yeah. But will you buy any more? Well, you know, I'm not going to buy any more. Not because of that, though. I think I just want a different beer. Ah, okay. See, so I just want to. I've been drinking because I had a I had an event. I had the one year anniversary in my shop. Mm -hmm. Um, so Yay. someone brought a huge case of Yingling, and which is still here. Mm -hmm. So I've had a lot of Yingling. Now, is that person still allowed to come into your store? Because they may support Trump. <gasps> yeah, they're fine. It's fine. <laughs> it's just fine. No, no big deal. Um, anyway, so uh, if you guys there at home listening to uh, us have any opinions on any of the things we've talked about today. Or you want a yingling. Do you have a or trigger? My voice is a trigger. If you have any, any opinions on triggers, if you have a trigger yourself, maybe you're one of the people who was so disgusted by The Walking Dead that you stopped watching it. Mm -hmm. Feel free to email us at coltpopgo at gmail.com or blacktribbles at gmail.com. Yeah. Or if you're a Roy Rogers and have a horse named Trigger. Oh, then, yeah. Then don't email us because that's a terrible email and I, it's a bad story. That's not a terrible email. Damn. Roy Rogers had a horse named Trigger who he actually, once Trigger died, he had stuffed and placed in his home. Yep. That's weird. Along with his wife, Dale Evans. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> no, he didn't. She was, she was stuffed riding the horse. Uh, no, all the, right. tr the trigger thing is true. Yeah, yeah. No, the trigger thing is true. Thank you so much for joining us here at Johnny Destructo's Hero Complex. 4456 Main Street in Philadelphia, PA. And with us this week was... I'm the Bat Tribble. <laughs> Super Tribble, our son, the voice of reason. The Rand of Steel. Yeah. And he's the Tribble... Super Tribble? No, you're triple. Oh, me, you're pointing to me. Yeah. 2099. I'm triple yeah, not 2099. Yeah. 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 All right, starting to get weird, so I'm just going to hit the stop button, Len. There it is.